0: Good afternoon, Patriots, and it is Wednesday, April 6th in the year 2022. Hope you're getting your gardens planted. I hope you're keeping fit. Hope you're studying for your ham license test if you haven't got one already. Those are important things on top of everybody's list. At least they should be. And your sleep. So make sure you're getting good sleep. So to get good sleep, you can head over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's the Bards Nation landing page on MyPillow. And you can see all the latest specials on what are really some of the best sleep product products on the market. Those specials include great savings on Giza cotton sheets, which are absolutely amazing. Up to 60% off on those. You have the classic MyPillow down as low as nineteen ninety eight. You have men's and women's sleepwear. And you even have their towel sets on sale. Fantastic sets. And all those products are fantastic. I use them all. And I can't recommend them higher. They are a... They do make a difference in the quality of sleep. And in a time like this, when we have so much pressure on us and so much stress being imposed on us through so many forms, both informational and environmental, it's critical that you get good sleep no matter how little or how much sleep you get each day. And to do that, you need good products to ensure that. And that's what MyPillow offers on top of being a company that we respect and one that we are modeling and supporting with the power of our dollars as a vote. So, head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Use your promo code bards, B A R D S. You can use that promo code anywhere on the My Pillow site, the My Store site, and the frankspeech.com site. And if you want to speak to a real person, you can speak to a Patriot Pillow Counselor at 800 975 2939. 800 975 2939. Use your promo code bards, B A R D S, to get all those great savings. And right now, you can as it continues, you'll get a copy of Mike Lindell's book free on his story of coming from Attic to one of America's greatest CEOs. So check it out again, mypillow.com, and your promo code is BARTS. Patriots, I want you to hear this piece here. Today is a pretty critical day financially, and I think this analyst points this out critically as to where our economy is. And these are just reinforcing points as to the criticality, importance, and importance of continuing your preparations for shortfalls in the economy and a continuing spiral of the dollar take a listen to this
1: this is the oh shit moment the second day tuesday and again yesterday the two and the 10 year treasury bond inverted meaning this is that moment where oh shit a recession's coming One of the things you have to understand is that the markets work in cycles. And one of the big cycles you need to look at is the long-term debt cycle right here. The long-term debt cycle has three different patterns, a rise, a decline, and a recovery. And we are at the end of a 50 to 75-year cycle. The last cycle was the Great Depression. You fast forward till now, this is where we're at. We're on our way back down. And the last reason comes down to Fed action. Fed actions because of Russia, Ukraine, the end of globalization. The Fed is gonna raise rates another six times just this year, 1.75 in 2022. That's gonna impact the markets and real estate. Not only that, you got the Fed unwinding the balance sheet. They're gonna start selling all of the bonds over $9 trillion. They're gonna start selling it in the open market. That's gonna be like sucking all the liquidity that they just infused back out. Now, hopefully, they can nail it with a soft landing, but they won't. So what does this tell you? It tells you it's time for you to prepare. It's time for you to get your house in order. It's time for you to start taking this serious. This isn't speculation. This is going to happen.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. That's Chris Noggle on the Chris Noggle on TikTok. The Chris Noggle on TikTok. Solid. Solid. I mean, that's a really solid perspective. And, you know, a lot of these reasons I bring this up is just to keep this on the forefront of everybody's thoughts because it's there's no time to hesitate. And there isn't any time to step aside and kind of hope that it's going to go away like a bad dream. Biden's a bad dream. Kamala Harris is a nightmare. But the reality is that we're living through a real process that is necessary that everybody gets focused and it's going to continue to be difficult. Gateway Pundit today finally ran an article, and I'm pleased because they have not been on the forefront of this topic, but they have finally run an article today, a good one, titled More, When Will the Biden Food Shortages Arrive? They do a very succinct, and this actually comes from Bill Hennessy of Substack, which is just a really succinct analysis of what is going on. Essentially, everything that this administration has done has been to cut back the energy, to cut back the food production, to cut back American presence, divert everybody to this pedophile agenda, which is continuing to be pervasive in our schools, and we're discovering just how deep it's rooted in our teachers, especially teachers of young children who like to groom kids for their sexual pleasure. And that's matched by an offensive in the D.C. media of trying to accuse Republicans now of categorizing Democrats as pedophiles. You don't have to worry about that. I already have. But it's most of the leadership in D.C. that falls into that category. But the bottom line is, and I think this is critical, um, Ukraine, it says Ukraine and Russia are leading exporters of grain and fertilizer mostly to Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. The war in Ukraine threatens to unleash man-made famine in that country's grain industry, while Western sanctions have cut off Russian grain and fertilizer to the world. So that's part of the WEF's plan of manufacturing a, a whole global famine, famine. Meanwhile, drought across much of the U.S. grain-growing region will reduce the U.S. harvest of both winter and summer wheat. And China recently reported its worst winter wheat harvest in history. Now, this is critical. At some point, the Biden administration will divert U.S. crops to feed parts of the world reeling from loss of Ukraine and Ukrainian and Russian grain and fertilizer. The White House will announce a plan to make up the loss by shipping America's dwindling food supply to Europe and Africa, while as the administration has offered to backfill Europe and American natural gas. In other words, mine us, destroy our infrastructure, starve our own cause everybody here to force themselves into an obedience to the state, get you on a CBDC, central bank digital currency, a new dollar as they reset the debt and force everybody onto manufactured food. Bottom line, get your preps in order. I've been saying this over and over six months, minimum one year max or one year, really one year is ideal. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today with just very clear focus and a commitment here to move forward with the necessary stewardship to ensure that as we go forward, we are making the necessary preparations for a time of shortages and shortfalls. Father, this is no different than in biblical stories with the shortfalls of grain and filling the silos or the preparations of in a metaphorical sense of building our many arcs. And so we pray today for the clarity and the strength for each of us to pursue with whatever means we have necessary and whatever resources that you can provide that are necessary, Father, for each person to prepare necessarily to become that strength and that pillar within each of their own communities. We're very aware that in our world, Father, we have been deeply distorted, distorted by a way of seeing the world, that all value is related to money. So we pray that all of that will be cast aside, that that illusion will be literally broken, and that that deception will be taken away, that we can truly begin to understand that our true value, the true value of what we have is so much deeper and greater, and it centers truly on our relationship and love in you. Father, one of the things that we have to Reclaim is that understanding that true value is rooted in knowledge and wisdom. So we pray again, Father, that you can continue to open up hearts as and, and open up the, the love and the capacity within each person to reach deeply within you, reach deeply for that depth of knowledge and wisdom that is there for everyone to take and to give them stability and, and value in their communities at an unprecedented level. One of the greatest things, Father, that we all have to remember when we pray for this continued clarity is that each of us becomes an important node in these times of crisis ahead, that each of us becomes an important influencer and stabilizing agent in these days and weeks and months ahead, that our relationship with you, our strength in our faith, the strength in the Rockham faith of which we rest our feet, That ability for us to have the knowledge to take care of ourselves, that ability to share our knowledge in exchange to help others elevate and to raise up the communities is so valuable. Communities are so void of the truth and so void of the systemic knowledge needed to sustain themselves. Let us each be that powerful agent of change, literally teaching the skills necessary to be self-sufficient, breaking bread and building the bridges necessary to heal the division and hatred that has been so rampant in our communities. Father, equally on that subject, we just pray again for the dissolving of this pedophile network and this pedophile ideology that seems to be so pervasive. We pray for those within this movement, this cult of Rainbow to start opening their eyes and and being and the deceptions being ripped from them. That this ideal that same-sex marriage is okay. That this ideal that somehow that they are that seeking out and and being a predator to children, grooming children, is acceptable. May this be dissolved, and may that open them to a humbling moment to be drop them to their knees before you to seek repentance before you, Christ, and before you, Jesus. Because it is a time now that the deception has overwhelmed the thinking, and their hearts have gone dark, and we pray again for the opening of their hearts and the exposure of that darkness to them, not just to us, but to them, so that they can see themselves in a mirror, a true mirror reflection of what they have become. Father, this is a a place where we are definitely judging the sin, and we we hesitate to judge the sinner, and yet, Father, we are faced and confronted with a organized, monolithic cult that is attacking our way of life, A cult that is seeking to destroy our way of life in food production, our way of life in transportation, our way of life in in connecting with one another, our way of life in raising our children, in stripping away the core of the family. So, Father, we pray for the destruction of this cult, this cult mentality. That it be struck down. It be scattered to the winds in a thousand pieces. That it be shattered it completely in its control over people's minds. And in simultaneously, Father, we just pray for the rising up and the unity of the fellowship and love of you and the love in Christ Jesus, that we have to stand here boldly, walking under that banner of Christ as the soldiers in this army to be vocal, to be powerful in our our presence in the public square, whatever form that takes, to be vocal in our scriptures, to be vocal in our hymns, to be vocal in our prayers, and to disrupt this war that's being waged against us us who seek you who pursue you as the one god the true god and we must crush this control that's been levied upon the world in whatever form it takes bafflement or or ball all of these evils must be cast aside and so we pray that they be destroyed by your hand, a justice that will levy the destruction of that mentality that somehow sacrifice and inversion and perversion are the name of the game. Let truth, let love, let the unity that we have with you and the foundations of love that we share across this world become the solid foundations on which we all stand. So Father, that also means that we have a responsibility to come to that place, to hear you, So we pray that our hearts will be lightened, that we will open our ears to hear and see with the eyes that you give us, that we truly can start witnessing what is before us. And as we come to meet others and share the truths, let our truths carry the power to shake open the hearts that have gone dark, to take away the scales from the eyes so people can see clearly and remove the filters on their hearing so they can hear clearly and see what's before them. We ask simply for truth to come together to step aside from this immoral and desolate behavior that's been happening and this despicable acts that have been waged upon us by an elite few that have captured so many in this ideals of selfishness and ideology of me. Let all that be cast aside that the true power of love of unity and fellowship that we have with one another that how each of us has made perfection in the full body full body of Christ, let us all be reunited as one. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, amen. This is a very important time for us to be forward-leaning. I would trend towards offensively, meaning that we're not sitting back, not waiting anymore. We have to get moving. And I think one of the principal agents, and I've said this for some time, is the great leveler is our money and food. And when you start to diminish buying power, that's a money attack. When you start to see the inflation hitting and you see costs going up, again, diminishing of buying power, it doesn't matter how much money you have. At the end of the day, your dollar is buying less. When you start to feel those impacts, and then when you get to food scarcity, it doesn't matter how much money you have at a certain point because money won't make the difference of whether you get fed. You can't eat your, you can't eat your dollars. You can't eat your, your ammo. You're going to have to have an ability to fend for yourself and take care of yourself. Now, these are it sounds like very dire words, and I want to always qualify this. Things are only dire when you've done nothing. Things only seem dark when you've made no preparations to prepare to bring light to the darkness. And it's really about self-empowerment. The county-by-county model, which I've been preaching now for almost two years, is very simple. Home churches, homeschooling, patriot gardens, right work, which is working for yourself or working for someone of common mindset. Health and wellness, which is taking responsibility of your health and wellness. Informed action, staying informed about what's going on in your local communities. And keeping yourself educated on the, and continuing to grow your skills. And we have stewardship and conservation, which takes on many forms. Managing to do to live with less, but to be wise about our purchases. Not live with excess. And that's not a world economic forum model where we stick you in a three hundred square foot carbon low footprint box. It's simply stewarding what we have and being conservative and conserving what we have so that we are better stewards to the world in which God gives us. If you follow those seven pillars, and if we as a as a fellowship in Christ follow those seven pillars, here's the thing. There's not a single downside out there. There's nothing out there that says it's bad. What's the worst possible case that happens? The economy doesn't tank. We don't see food shortages. The CBDC doesn't roll out. Biden, we endure Biden, and he goes away like a whisper. And magically, somehow, all the pedophile networks and the government is reset to the will of the people. <laughs> now, that's a little bit of a stretch. It's a little bit of a stretch, like a whole bunch, impossible stretch, but I say it that way because at least if we have done all the things of stewardship that we're talking about in county by county, think about what a better world we are. We have broken ourselves away from the yoke of corporate control. We've taken more responsibility to put food in our lives. We've worked to get children out of the indoctrination camps and starting to be educated at home closer to the relationship with God. We have ch- home churches sprouting up all over the nationship, all over the nation with a relationship with God that is growing massively. We have all taken more charge of our health and our wellness to where there's no need for the corporate institutions of health and medical tyranny. There is we have become informed citizens in our local communities to take action as necessary to organize to ensure that they retain a constitutional base and a God-centric base. We've become better stewards of the land and, the, and what we have so that we are looking at not becoming a, a society that's a disposable society but a society that's based on enduring principles. What's anything bad about that? And I say this because I've had some comments made not on here, but outside of some people I've talked to that have made the comments like, dude, you are forever going to be prepping your whole life and you're always going to think the boogeyman's coming. And I'm like, no, I have no desire to live with that this sort of extreme urgency. But there are principles of county by county, the seven that I intend to live that way the rest of my life because it's a reset in how we have to do business. And if we are going to walk that way in, in such a significant change, that's how we affect the fundamental change in the society that's needed. We don't need to be so dependent on tech. Matter of fact, the more things that I research about tech, the more it's pointing to the fact that the true corruptor of the base corruptor of children is now the technologies that they're interacting with at a young age. And that is, that is where the corruption begins in the mind And the teachers then pick up the slack and do the reinforcement of that in their, in the kindergartens, in the first grade, second grade, the education curriculum, where they start teaching them that you can be a boy or a girl that you can choose, but it begins with their exposure to tech. We as parents and we as a community and we as a nation have to start stepping back and just saying, we're not going to be part of this anymore. We have to go back to a fundamental, read books, don't read digital appliances. Get the process of reading back in our lives. That's such a fundamental issue. It's a whole discussion about how turning the page and touching the paper and seeing the words and interacting with that creates a multi-level experience and reinforcement of, your, of the knowledge rather than on the digital appliance. We have to get back to our own food. We have to get back to worshiping God on a daily basis in our families and having it center to all that we do. We have to take responsibility of the work that we do. It's not just enough to get another job with better benefits. It's about who's in charge of you. All of these things coming together create a perfect storm to reset this nation in God's image. And that is just the beginning because that's not the end all be all. It's a way of getting us back to the right path. So I would encourage everybody to continue this pursuit aggressively. We are... Definitely in a critical window right now with a lot of things falling apart. And the last thing that we want to be is becoming the victim of something that we could have very easily been on top of. And better yet, the greatest thing that we can be is to become the asset, the teacher, the mentor, the, the disciple in our communities that leads our communities forward to a better understanding of the relationship of all things. It's not ultimately about converting the entire community, because many will not. But it is a very interesting place that we can go to, to bring our communities to a better center in a relationship with God. I want to close with this thought, because I'm going to pick it up tonight on Bards FM, but I want you to think about this. President Putin, at least by what he says and from what we understand about him, is is a Russian Orthodox. He follows Russian Orthodox Christian church. He has had the temple or the, the, the cathedral of the Russian Orthodox rebuilt right next to the National Duma. He speaks of Christian values regularly in his speech. He has made it clear that Christianity is the centerpiece of the nation's worship. Now think about this for a minute. In spite of all that, or in, in addition to all that, maybe I should say, one of his lead elements that's fighting to get rid of the Nazis and the pedophiles and the bio labs in the Ukraine and very, very loyal to him are the Muslim Chechnyans. Let that sink in a little bit. They're not having the conflict. They're working in unity, even though as a nation, he's proclaiming Christianity as the nation's primary religion. That shows a level of, Religious uh, maturity in a nation that we lack. And I just want to point that out for you to think about that today. We'll be talking more about that tonight, but it's a pretty profound consideration when you think about the difference of what unity and what a nation looks like. There's a lot to Russia that we're not looking at carefully enough. There's a lot of lessons to be gained there. Patriots have a very blessed day. Keep your head up and your eyes forward, never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us, and so keep your prayers up there, talking to Father, building that intimate relationship. We need that closeness with him right now, we need the wisdom that is there, we just need to listen. God is with us, he'll never forsake us, and in the end, God will always win. But we wouldn't be here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this if we weren't important. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, have a blessed day. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
2: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship